Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 204. This is Friday, and I want to remind you of a couple of things. First of all, we are in the middle of a journey toward Passover. And let me say, because I've had so many inquiries this week about links to the Facebook page and to my website and how people can register for the Passover Seder that we're going to do in Kingsport, Tennessee on Good Friday, April the 2nd. Now, there is a link on my website, TonyCrisp.org, the Remnant Church in Kingsport, where I am serving as transitional pastor to help them through the end of this year. I want to just say a word of gratitude to the Remnant Church. They have been so generous, so gracious, and God is blessing that church in an unusual way because of their seeking the face of God and to build everything they do patterned after the scriptures themselves. The Bible indeed has become the final authority for all that's done at the remnant, and God is honoring that. But the remnant is building a brand new website. It's under construction. Because of that, we're using the TonyCrisp.org and Bible Time site. You can go there. There is a red banner that says register for the Passover. You can register there, and while you're there, you can pay for the meal. The meal is at half price of what it would normally be due to the generosity of the people at the remnant. You can register for that meal. Because of the COVID restrictions, we're only seating six to a table, which is very good for me because I think it's always too crowded when you have eight to ten people around those round tables, and these convention centers and conferences try to pack them in there and people can't move. And so this will be an enjoyable night. There'll be six to a table. You can buy an entire table for your friends for $150. And you can all sit together, your family. Uh, people have asked me about children. Uh, of course, you can bring children. I would not encourage you to bring anywise a child less than the first grade who's not used to sitting for a time period because we're going to be sitting. This is a Passover Seder. We're not in a home somewhere, or children, of course, would be welcome at any age. But we're not in a home. We're in a conference center and a resort center. And so this would be a good night for young couples to get someone who's not going to the Seder to watch their children, to pay for a good night out. This is going to be a good meal. You're going to learn and grow. It's a journey into discipleship, and I pray that you'll pay the price and come. If you have children that will sit there and are used to sitting there and listening, they're going to be participating. We're going to be talking about children. We're going to be talking about the youngest, asking the questions. They're going to learn what those questions are. And as they get older, I pray that you will teach your children through the great festival days, the feast days, the appointed days that God has put on his timetable, his calendar, and ask us to put on ours to meet him. 
And the Jewish people, of course, they're going to be doing it. But if we're going to understand what the Old Testament said to the Jewish people and how that the church arose out of that in the New Testament under the New Covenant, and that all of the early church, all of the early church for the first eight years were only Jews, and they continued with these traditions and with these commandments, with these great appointed days, and we should too because they are not not something that we do in order to be saved, neither did the Jews in order to be saved. It's something that God put on the calendar so that we could grow. After all, there are some traditions that we need to keep because they're good. You can't throw out the baby with the bathwater and say, well, I just believe in a relationship and I don't believe in religion. Well, you need to open your eyes because the Bible is filled with tradition and religion. We have made that a bad word. We've made that an ugly phrase. It is not at all. Jesus was very religious and did many religious things, and I have done entire podcasts on that. His disciples, for the most part, were very religious people. Some were uh, involved in politics. But what I'm saying to you is this. You cannot, you cannot trash all religion and tradition. Some things are good, and those things that enhance our knowledge and our walk with God, we need to latch hold of, and we need to grasp those, and we need to embrace those so that we can grow as a follower of Jesus. I want to know what Jesus did. I want to know how he did it. I want to know why he did it. And because whatever he was doing, I would say that was advantageous for him and for us, or he wouldn't have been doing it. He wouldn't have taught us how to do it. When we become followers of Jesus, we don't become Jews. That's nonsensical. The Bible never teaches that. A Jew is a Jew, and a Jew can become a follower of Jesus, of course. Many of my Jewish friends don't understand this because the rabbis have taught them through the years, trying to keep them away from Jesus of Nazareth and trying to keep them away from becoming a follower of Jesus. They say, if you become a follower of Jesus, you're not going to be a Jew any longer. But yet they say when someone is an atheist and doesn't even believe in God, which a huge percentage of those who call themselves Jews in the world today are atheists or agnostics. They don't say, hey, you're no longer a Jew. Well, that's a choice that they've made. So what about if they become a Buddhist? They'll say, well, yeah, they're they're Buddhist, but they're still Jews. They're Hindu, but they're still Jew. It's only a Christian, a follower of Jesus that they really get upset about. And the reason is many of those rabbis know the truth and they know better than what they're saying. And that's why many of them do not and will not include Isaiah 53 in any of their readings because they would have to admit if they are historically and if they are hermeneutically accurate, that is not talking about a Jewish nation. That's talking about a person. That's talking about Messiah. And Jesus fits that to the T. And so all I'm saying to you is I'm not trying to make anyone Jewish. I've been accused of that over and over again, and it's silly. All I'm doing is trying to get us back to our Jewish roots because were it not for the Jewish people, you and I as followers of Jesus wouldn't even be here. After all, Jesus was a Jew and he's still a Jew today. I have people say, yeah, he was Jewish, but after his resurrection, he's neither. Well, you better tell the apostle John, who was probably his closest friend other than Lazarus because he left his mother with him. John took care of the rest of his days in the last chapter of the book of Revelation that John recorded faithfully. Here's what Jesus said. I have sent my 
angel to testify unto you, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I am the root and the offspring of David. Yes, well, David was a Jew. And what was Jesus saying? Yes, I am still of the Judaic line. I am of the kingly line. So all I'm saying to you is we need to quit trying to put down Jews. That's nothing more than the devil's work. What we need to do is embrace the Jews, support the Jews. To them were given the great oracles of God. To them was given the law. To them was given the promises. And we were strangers and we were foreigners. But God in his great mercy has grafted us in to the great spiritual covenant promises that he made to Abraham. Now, as I've told you before, God made literal, national, physical, land promises, geographical promises to Abraham. Now, those where we have no part in. But the spiritual part of it, oh, yes, uh, because of Jesus, there is neither Jew nor Gentile. The ground is level at the cross. Does that mean that there are no longer Jews? There are no longer Gentiles? There are no uh, longer sexes? There are no longer races? There is no longer a male or a female? No. We all know that that's not what he meant. He meant that all of those things don't make a difference in our relationship with God because at the cross of Christ, at the feet of Jesus, we all have to come the same way by repentance, by trusting Jesus alone to save us from our sins. And people people say to me, are you telling me that if my son doesn't trust in Jesus, my daughter doesn't trust in Jesus, my wife doesn't trust in Jesus, then they're not going to go to heaven? That's exactly what I'm saying. And I'm not only saying your son, your daughter, your wife, you, I'm saying my son, my daughter, my wife, or myself. We all have to come the same way. And so during this Passover season, what I want to encourage you to do is learn. Come and learn. Join us. You can come, and if you want to stay at the hotel, come and stay at the hotel. The Marriott Metaview is a beautiful resort. And uh, stay and uh, on Saturday, play a round of golf, and then stay another night and come worship as we record Bible time live there and uh, for a national broadcast. We worship together. We're starting this coming Saturday night. I'm talking about day after tomorrow. I am recording this on a Thursday. This weekend, uh, we're going to begin the Saturday evening services for the Tri-Cities, Kingsport area, and we're going to record uh, Bible time. There'll be a 25-minute broadcast. We'll break about three to four to five minutes till everybody can stretch and fellowship, and then we're going to record another one. I'm going to record two Bible times every week. It's going to be a great time of study and learning. So you come. We'll have child care for your children. It's going to be a wonderful time, and I hope that you'll come because we want you to understand what God has for this generation. I'm going to be preaching about the great mysteries of the new covenant. For the first eight weeks, I'm going to do that. And the last mystery I'm going to talk about is the rapture of the church, the harpazo, as the Koine Greek says. And we're going to be wrapped away according to the Latin Vulgate. And so I'm going to talk about the mystery of the rapture. And that's going to introduce us to a study of the 
end of time and the end of days. And I will preach through the book of Revelation and Daniel going back and forth. And of course, when you preach the book of Revelation, you preach the entire Bible. So it's going to be a great study and I hope you can be a part of it. Well, this is Friday and we usually answer questions and I hope that I've answered several of your questions today. I love you. Thank God for you supporting this. By the end of the month, it looks like we're on track to have over 30 thousand downloads worldwide of this podcast and we're just beginning can you believe it we're already over 200 and we just started in june it's been a great great beginning and the first season and we'll start the second season pretty soon but for now we're on the way this is tony crisp thanks for listening to on the way with tony crisp Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.